prosecution outlined how accounting practices what fuck? What? did not What kind of likeness is that? If they were great artists, they'd be in a museum. I'm fucking fodder for cartoonists now. of gutter boys gutter boys is a small press comics podcast about the ins the outs the highs and the very deep endless lows of making comics i'm your host jb not with my co-host cam uh he is currently preoccupied on his wonderful apple laptop uh, because apparently it takes an hour and a half to do an update on apple so that's nice wouldn't know because i'm a windows guy i guess on this episode, we're joined with New York-based cartoonist Brian Blomerth. You may know him from his previous work, Bicycle Day and Mycelium Wasoni, both published by Anthology. Uh, he also does uh, some merch. Uh, if you're listening to this, though, you probably know who he is. So uh, This one's really good. Uh, Brian's a great guy. Uh, very, very funny. So uh, you guys should definitely enjoy this one. I feel like this is kind of going back to the roots of Gutter Boys in terms of being... Uh, very dumb. In a good way. It's a little less serious, which is a nice change of pace, honestly. Uh, we do have a bunch of uh, shout-outs for all the uh, books that we've gotten in the mail recently, uh, so we'll cover all that on the next episode. Uh, if you sent us something and we haven't uh, posted anything yet about your work or mentioned you on the show yet, don't worry, we will get to you. Uh, we do appreciate, uh, you know, everyone sending their work in. If you want to send us something, uh, send us an email at gutterboyspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Twitter at gutterboyspod. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it uh, since I'm basically just talking to myself and uh, this is terrible. This is, this is very awful. So yeah, instead of dragging this out anymore, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we return, we will be joined with Brian. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Athenium Comic Art is an original art website for some of the best cartoonists in the business. They currently represent Remy Boydell, Marie Capel France, Nicole Gu, Jonathan Hill, Emma Hunsinger, Casey Nowak, Micah Song, and Tilly Walden. Athenium Comic Art gives fans the opportunity to own original piece of art from their favorite comics and support the artists that they love. In their short time in business, they've already shipped many iconic pages out to hardcore fans across the globe. Don't miss out on your chance to own a one-of-a-kind piece of history. Check out their website, AtheniumComicArt.com, and type in Gutter Gang at checkout to receive free shipping on your first order. Again, the website is AtheniumComicArt.com, and the code is GUTTERGANG. Hey Gutter Gang, 
Cam here to tell you about Soggy Landing again, longtime supporter of the podcast. They recently sent us printed copies of the first three chapters to review and are currently posting chapter four online with updates on Instagram. And while I personally haven't seen any of chapter four since I don't read webcomics, I can tell you the first three chapters are really fun to read and full of weed smoking wizards and hijinks. They've also been contributors to Rust Belt Review issues three and four with some soggy side stories, so make sure to check those out too. You can read Soggy Landing over on Study Group Comics and over on Instagram at Ian Densford or at welcome underscore two underscore soggy underscore landing. Soggy Landing, hell yeah, dude. What do a pair of deadly assassins, a beefy pile of roided up high school football players, a zombie outbreak, cute dragons, and a himbo barbarian have in common? You can find them all in the upcoming pages of the Santos Sisters. That's right. Ambar and Alana are back for more gripping adventures. Once again, Offset Press printed in full color on your favorite decadent newsprint. Prestigious publication. The Comics Journal. Love the first issue. Calling it a highly entertaining comic. And Katie and Sally from the Thick Lines podcast called it a masterpiece. And more than they deserve. And who are we to disagree? The Santos Sisters. is available now. Don't miss out. Out. Ask your favorite comic book retailer to add it to your pull list today or find it online at santosisters.com. The Last Aviatrix is a post-nuclear adventure comic by independent Los Angeles-based cartoonist Buster Cagle. The story follows Summer, our last aviatrix, who pilots the sole surviving airplane, a nuclear-powered B-29. As she travels the ruined world finding ways to survive and help humanity while dealing with the eminent threat of the Atomborn, a rare breed of atomic wizards that want to see her out of the sky, her mission becomes complicated when she accidentally picks up Henry, an Atomborn child who wields incredible power, and Clementine, a berserker on a quest for vengeance. Can our aviatrix survive this ruined and irradiated waste land? Every issue can be read for free on BusterCagle.com slash comics. Paper copies can be ordered as well, but, you know, you can still read it for free. If you like Wizards or Warplanes, go check it out. 73 minutes before you die, your eyes turn a vibrant violet. There is no action to reverse this ocular ticking clock toward death. Less than an hour and a half to live, what would you do? Welcome to the world of Purple Eyes. 32 creators bring you 18 stories of humor, heartache, and humility, with tales from some of the top creators in indie comics, such as Valeria Araya, Llewellyn Polanco, Mario Candelaria, and Philip Myra. Now on Kickstarter until June 15th. Physical and digital copies of the book are available as well as custom commissions and the opportunity to be drawn into several stories. Get your copy of the summer's most talked about anthology at Purple Eyes on Kickstarter or at purpleeyescomic.com. Morning, Gary. Morning, Mary Ann. Need a menu? Nah, I'll just have the usual. You sure do love your eggs and coffee, Gary. Best way to start your morning, Marianne. Well, that and an issue of Town and County. What's that? Town and County is a new comic series written and drawn by cartoonist Alex Nall. He's that guy that wrote them books about teaching and that Mr. Rogers feller. Oh, he was such a nice man. The first issue is 36 pages of black and white comic stories with beautiful color covers and features six stories about folks in our little township here in Illinois, like Susie Barber, the house cleaner that uncovers her client's dirty laundry, if you know what I mean. 
and Stanley Pepper, that big feller that just lost his job and took to drinkin' every night at Bugs's Tavern. Well, ain't that something? Town & County is published by Ivy Terrace Press, headquartered in Chicago. Chicago? Who would want to live there? So dirty. Each issue comes with a copy of The Hometown Hero, our little town's newsletter, and it's only $8. $8? Where can I get it, Gary? You can order a copy of Town & County on the internet at storeenvy slash alexnallcomics. Oh, there's your breakfast, Gary. Thanks, Mary Ann. Ah, nothing like a cup of coffee and a good comic book. Rust Belt Review is a quarterly comics lit magazine featuring serialized and short-form comics from some of the most exciting cartoonists in the small press scene today. Volume 1 features work from Gutter alums M.S. Harkness, Audra Stang, and Caleb Arecchio, along with work by Andrew Greenstone, Sean Knickerbocker, and Juan Jose Fernandez. You can order your copy of Rust Belt Review today by going to rustbeltreview.org. Enter in promo code GUTTER to receive two bucks off your order. Again, that website is rustbeltreview.org. Promo code GUTTER. to our program. Welcome back from the break. Today, we are joined on the back end with special guest, uh, New York-based cartoonist and artist, Brian Blumerth. Uh, you know him from his uh, work at uh, Anthology Editions, uh, Bicycle Day, as well as the new book, uh, Mycelium Wassenai. And uh, very excited to have you on the show today because I'm a huge fan. You're also really heavy in the apparel game. I always see you posting these badass t-shirts. But uh, what have you been up to, dude? I mean, I wouldn't say that heavy. I mean, I do one like every three months. <laughs> I feel like I see you uh, always like, maybe it's not you, but you're, you've are you always got merch and shit coming out for other people, it seems like. Yeah, I do do that all the time. I mean, that's like, uh, right now I'm in a I'm in a gig hell, and then when I get sick of gig hell, that's when I get to do another comic. Okay. So, uh, I'm in gig hell right now, but I want to mm. be free. <laughs> so, is that like by design, you like work for X amount of months or X amount of time and then yeah, devote time to comics? Yeah, that's, that's the way it's been the past uh, couple of years, I guess. Yeah. Or, yeah, I guess so. Last couple of years. Since Bicycle Day, this has kind of been the style. So, do you like split it up or are you just like, okay, I'm going to work for, you know, half the year on paid gigs and then take half the year to do my own shit? That's kind of, that's what happened last time. <laughs> okay, okay. Gotcha. So I think that's the new model, and I'm hoping that's that's what goes down again. I mean, uh, basically I got a little one, like I did the smoke signal thing in between like gigs. So uh, that's why that one took forever. Because it's like, I don't know, with gigs and shit, you're always just like, you're sick of everything. I don't know. So uh, yeah, I mean, the real model is, yeah, save up, save up and do a book. And then hope the book sells enough to where you're uh, not dying. Well, and I know like a lot of people are familiar with like the bigger works. And I was, you know, I've seen I've never actually seen one in person, but I know you've done like, you know, uh, smaller comics, you know, 24, 36 pages and so forth before these. I do want to talk about that, uh, you know, kind of before you ramped up with, uh, you know, longer works. You know, when did you start making comics? 
Uh, I think like more seriously in 2010. Okay. So I, but I made like zines and shit all throughout college and like uh, little comics and in here and there. 2010, I made one called The Small Dog Other, and that was like 54 pages, and that was like the first like, oh, hey, I can actually make like a longer one. And then a couple years after that, I made this one called Hyper Maze, and both of those were black and white. And that one I got like printed out at like Linko. Do you know Linko? It's like the Long Island printing thing. They do like the nice like old school comics, like newsprint kind of shit with like a glossy cover. Oh, shit. Are they still around? They're still around, yeah. Okay, nice. It's yeah, I'm cool always looking shop. for something to kind of replicate that old feeling, so that's sick. Okay, hell yeah. Yeah, this print shop is cool because they mainly make like Chinese uh, Chinese menus. So like you go in and it's just uh, they're all like rocking the like blue overalls, like completely covered in ink. And they like pull this giant machine and like push out like, you know, like a hundred copies of a page like in a second, you know? And you look down and like everybody's like looking at you like for like, you know... um, like to see if you're gonna say like it's good or not you know and you pull it out and you look at it and you're like it's good and they all go it's good <laughs> and then they just they run the whole thing in like 30 seconds it's crazy it's the same place uh this uh that smoke signal shit's printed at okay are you actually uh from new york or did you relocate there no girlfriend's from here i'm from virginia i'm from newport news Okay, okay. So are you, did you know brian from bubbles or did you guys just get linked up because of the mutual interest in comics just got linked up recently. Fucking uh, somebody, I'm not going to say who, somebody somebody at Fantagraphics thought that I was Bubbles because they were like, Brian, what the fuck is this where it's two BBs, both from like the Richmond area? Like, what the <laughs> right. hell is going on here? <laughs> but nah, um, I just met him through this. Okay. And did you end up doing the whole art school thing or did you just go straight from, you know, high school to making art? I did. I went to VCU in uh, Richmond, Virginia. What are your thoughts on school? Do you think it was like formative for you in a good way? Do you feel like it was a good experience and do you recommend it? It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it's a trick I question. Would, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was fine. I don't know. Uh, for this, like, no. Like, and uh, there's certain things that I do, like, go like, oh, hey, that was cool. I learned how to do that in art school. But was it worth it? And totally. You know, I went to like a state school, so it's not like that expensive. So that was pretty chill. Like, I came out without debt. So like that part of it's like fucking cool. And uh, I learned how to use Photoshop there. I guess that's cool. But I could have done that on my own. There's so many <laughs> things I probably could have just figured out on my own. But, you know, uh, I don't know. It was still fun. It was a fun four years. And plus, my shit sucked until like fucking, I don't know, the past couple of years, I think. <laughs> so it was good. I had a couple of buffer years just make horrible garbage for nobody, you know. So do you feel that you just started making stuff that you felt comfortable with or did you have like a huge stylistic change like why do you feel like you know until recently you know the shit wasn't really worth not necessarily worth it but why do you feel like you know there's such a difference between what you're making now and that stuff well you can look at it and you can see that it's like it's kind of like the simpsons shit you know like the first season you can see like on the uh even when i first started working for vice that's when things changed up because then i had to do three pages every week and then i got hired from a a weed magazine to also do a comic and that was also three pages every other week so it was six pages a week and then i was doing gigs too because fucking like those things didn't pay enough to uh live off of really so fucking like that's kind of how i like i got a bit better at drawing you know 
But I'm not like great at drawing now, but you know, like that's how I got better at it. Just having to do six pages a week and just the practice and the repetition, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. And like the plots of those like suck. The like so much of those are like terrible, (laughs) mainly because it all had to be done in a week and I do it all in a weekend usually. Just stay up like all all like night for like a weekend and then fucking do it. Now was that you procrastinating or was that them actually just giving you a terrible deadline? Nah, I mean just fucking like if I needed to do like a gig or some shit, like that would be like during that would be, you know, that would take up a day, you know? Yeah. So he's trying to Now when you say a gig, are you like playing music? No, no, no. I'm talking like illustration gigs or uh, I gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. You know, like another drawing gig. So We get a lot of questions from our listeners about like, you know, how to make money and sustainability in art. And I feel like you kind of have like the best of both worlds going on because like you've got these amazing comics coming out. And then you've also got very high profile gigs, you know, working for, you know, clients that, you know, even people's parents have heard of. So was that just you, you know, meeting the right people and people seeing your work and it resonating with them? Or was, you know, how much of that? Like, was networking versus, you know, did you luck into that stuff? You know, people just ask us, you know, how to get on that path. Do you have any, like, advice or, you know, a little bit of your story to share regarding that? Yeah, I have zero advice because it is kind of like a lucked into it slash, like, you know, it's just people will email me and that's how it happened. So right, I guess yeah, just yeah. just doing the work and having it be like, okay, or and maybe somebody else being like, oh, yeah, he did it, you know, <laughs> which isn't that crazy. Hey, he did the work. And they're like, okay, cool. This guy can do the work. Um, yeah. My friend Pete, uh, he actually, when he moved to New York, he went to the New York Times with like a portfolio, right? And uh, I was blown away by that because when I first moved here, I worked as a dog walker and did all these other like fucked up like part time jobs, you know, like uh, window uh, displays and other weird shit like that. And he just fucking walked in the New York Times with a portfolio and showed it to them. They like looked at it and they were like, oh, this is okay." And then called him like an hour later and was like, can you draw a frog for us? (laughs) And and he drew the frog and turned it in. That's how he got a that's how he got his start in the shit. Wow. Okay. So he did like the whole like 1950s, like, here's my portfolio. I'm going to walk in. Exactly. <laughs> it it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I have this fucking like shitty ass book from like the 80s about how to draw comics and fucking like that's like in the back pages. It tells you to do that. And I always thought that was a fucking lie. I'd never heard of a single person ever doing that. And he did it. It's crazy. Apparently, like in the mainstream comics world, I don't know about any more because everything's like digital now, but uh, that was a thing where like Marvel and DC would set up booths and do portfolio reviews. Damn. I, I mean, I've never seen that in my life. And yeah, no, I've never seen it, but I know that was a thing that people did. And can you just imagine like those guys are just getting paid like, you know, X amount of dollars just to just rip apart everybody's hopes and dreams all day. Damn. <laughs> Tell them that they suck at anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. That's such a specific one, too, because they really are looking for like buff bodies <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to be the guy that just shows up with all the like, I don't know, you know, just like a bunch of like non Marvel looking people. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, they'll do cool projects every once in a while, but for the most part, you know, yeah, I wouldn't want to get my portfolio reviewed by them. No, I mean, I would be entirely fucked. That would be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be fucking pissed. I would be pissed. (laughs) My girlfriend's dad got me this fucking like he one year for Hanukkah got me this fucking table at one of those like New York like Comic Con things where it's like it's in a hotel and it's like the what are is it the gutter boy not gutter boys that's you guys who are those guys that fucking do the jerky boys 
the fucking jerky boys they were the guests of honor at this fucking thing and it was all shit like that it was like weird like like marvel like yeah it was just so strange to me and like my shit was just like they just looked at it like what the fuck is this like all day it was crazy very funny did you do did you end up doing well at that show like finding the weirdos absolutely not (laughs) 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 did fucking terrible Are you uh, doing a lot of events and shows nowadays, or do you kind of just leave that stuff in the background? Nah, the I mean, I never really have, um, and that's not because I didn't want to. That's just uh, I don't know how that that game really works. So okay. uh, I've done the I did the Desert Island thing once, and then the book company does that now. Thank God, <laughs> it'll just show up for a little bit and hang out. Oh, okay. So you just show up for the publisher booth? Yeah. Okay. So they they do that sometimes. So do you have any interest in like, uh, you know, doing some of the bigger comic shows or nah? That could be cool. I don't know. I just I don't know how that I don't know how that game works. Yeah. You just uh, send an email and uh, apply. Oh, it's that <laughs> easy. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, some of the I mean, I, I, I assume that some shows would love to have you as a guest uh, just to kind of fluff you up. But no, I mean. You know, I'm sure that there's also the opposite end of that spectrum where they reach out to you. But yeah, you usually just apply and they look at your work and they say, yeah, you can pay us money. <laughs> Damn. OK, well, that sounds easy. But it sounds like yeah. the portfolio thing. I didn't think that was real. I thought you had to get asked. Yeah, I don't know what they're really looking for. I mean, JB, do you have any insight on that? Were you ever on the cake board or anything like that? No, no. I mean, I knew people that were, but they changed it a couple of times. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like they always mixed it up. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in a lot of the times, though, just, you know, full full disclosure, uh, not trying to, you know, make sour grapes. But a lot of the times the shows have uh, boards of like like minded individuals and uh, it can be kind of clicky. So if they don't like you or your stuff, you know, they can say no, even if it's good. So uh, <laughs> it's all politics. That's chill. I mean, OK, I guess I don't need to like stress out about this then. I was yeah, always yeah. like, I mean, don't have tons of shit ever either. Uh, that's that's another thing. It's like better for like a publisher because it's better to have like your table like spread out you know yeah yeah i always have like two things and some like stragglers of like some other shit and it's like when it's gone it's like oh my table's empty what the hell you know you can bypass that just by bringing like 500 copies of the one thing you have yeah true but you look like a psychopath when you just your table is filled to the brim with one thing and you're just sitting there <laughs> just with stacks. your thumbs up just like hey what you doing <laughs> you want to look about one thing <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's a small press show, so looking psychotic, if anything, is uh, yeah. Kind I guess of, that's uh, I guess that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did cake one time. Oh, okay. Did you like the show? Yeah, it was cool. It seemed fun. I mean, uh, yeah, it seemed cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what year that was. I mean, what made it fucked up is like I kind of don't know that many people in Chicago, so I stayed at this hotel by the airport. I stayed at the cheapest hotel I could find, and this hotel was sick, actually. I've been trying to figure out what it is so I could recommend it to people. What was the vibe? The the vibe is sick. So check it out. Fucking like- Do you remember what airport? Because there's two. It was near O'Hare, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so some hotel in Rosemont. Yeah, so check this out. Fucking, you tell them, uh, you call them up when you arrive, and they're like, "Okay, cool, we'll send the car to pick you up." They they come, they come in a in a regular like '80s station wagon with like a decal of the hotel like on it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the that's the dad that picks you up, right? Okay. And the dad takes nice. you to the thing, and the dad's, like, talking to you. And uh-huh. then you get there, and his daughter, like, rings you through the whole process. 
And then in the morning time, his wife was the one cooking the like continental breakfast. And I was like the only one in this hotel. And I loved it. I was hanging out with his whole family. And so every <laughs> night after cake, I would take the train back to O'Hare or whatever and stay at this fucking crazy ass <laughs> hotel. Hang out with this hotel family for a little bit. Yeah. So that made me feel insane. I was like, I don't know if this like lifestyle is for me. It's like fucking this small press thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, what made you want to make comics? Were there people at, you know, school with you making them? Is this something you grew up reading? Because uh, I don't really see any, like, quote-unquote traditional influence in your work. Like, none of that mainstream superhero stuff. Oh, uh, see, yeah. I've never fucked with the, the, the mainstream, like, superhero shit. But that's mainly because my, like, number one comics thing, and still to this day, is, like, Blackbeard Treasury of Comics. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> is this fucked up to say? The Blackbeard Treasury of Comics? Is that out of the field? A little bit. I don't think anybody's ever mentioned it. Are you kidding? That's crazy. It's the number one shit. I got it every fucking week from the library. I would recheck it out. And I have like two copies here at this house. I love it to death. You guys seen this book? No, I haven't. You gotta check it out from the library, bro. It's the fucking shit. It's like a compendium of like all these uh, 20s, 30s newspaper comics. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm into that kind of shit. So I do want to talk about, you know, your process and kind of, you know, how you work nowadays. But before we do that, JB, do you want to kind of wrap up with anything here, like school wise or anything we uh, talked about? Yeah. Shows? A top five drugs, recreational. <laughs> ah, see, there you go. <laughs> Fucking, uh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. From like most important to least important, top see, five. See, I think, I think all drugs are kind of on the least important category. Okay. Which would probably be surprising to hear from me. Fucking, I'm not like really that big of like a drug guy. I mean, I do find like shit about them really interesting, but like I'm not like an all the time like psychedelics like freak, you know? Were you ever at one point in time in your life? No. Okay. I have before, obviously, like taken them, but like right. I wouldn't say it's like uh, wouldn't say it's like the end all be all of my life. That's like something people uh, tend to think that's not really not really accurate. But whatever. The list doesn't have to be recreational drugs that you love personally doing. Oh, you're just talking about just in general? Yeah, yeah. Probably Cialis. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> nah, just joking. Fucking, um, what else? I mean, typically, I guess caffeine is like pretty high on my list. Uh, alcohol is mellow. Um, nicotine, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I guess you, I would put my core psychedelics at the end of there. But those are just like very rare. That's like once a year, maybe, you know? Right, right. So, well, I don't know. What, what's your list, JB? Hit me. You're like in the back, like sniping. You're sniping <laughs> at me with these questions. Hit me, JB. We got a hostile gutter boy here. Come on, JB. Let's go. <laughs> Snipe me the fuck out. Oh, man. All right. I'm poking Top my five. head out of the manhole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a special units, baby. Uh, I'll Damn, say... let's do it. I'm ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, top five for me personally. Okay. Yeah, nicotine's up there for sure. That's, Hell been, that's yeah. been a long life. What's your sure. What's your mode of intake for Nick these days? Well, lately it's just been vaping, but back in like high school through college, it was smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I was deep into smoking cigs in college. Hell yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like first buying packs and then doing hand rolls and then only doing hand rolls. What kind of then, pack? What were we talking pack style? It was whatever I could get, honestly. But there was a point where we uh, like managed to get american spirits where we lived because you know mm. we don't live in a major city where i was from uh but, but when those came around i started using that yeah 
Hell yeah. I was all about Maverick Menthol 100. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking, fucking John like, McCain's, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Just any gas station in America, you just pick those up. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that was my shit. I loved those. Fucking, they had buy one and get one uh, free cartons. But I did like Parliament's just because the recessed filter. Uh, I didn't Parliament's put cocaine in them. Classy. Look actually, at... no, I have done that before, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Damn. Um, New computer, fucking Parliament. You're a killer. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only Parliament's I ever got were the menthol ones. I don't think I got the Those were great. Yeah. Parliament yeah. menthols yeah. are the shit. Yeah. Have you Those guys ever been to Canada before? I've never been. Uh, yes. The only menthol sig they have is uh, Peter Jackson. So you're like fucking going up being like, let me get that Hobbit all the time. It's got like a <laughs> unicorn on it. It's fucked up. They're so nasty, too. They're fucking disgusting. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what? Actually, Jacksons. my go-to for nicotine for a while was black and milds. Ooh. Ooh, man. I don't know. Like uh, That's sick. Mad it's respect. just a smell like... I can't get over. I don't know why. I like, loved that smell. <laughs> yeah. Well, what it is is, do you remember the wine ones were popping for a while? They were, Damn. but they were not that good. No, and that's like the smell that I think of every uh, time. Like it, they just smelled like a skunk, like the wine a skunk ones are, are pretty cigar nasty. or something. You yeah, just gotta no, go no. fucking raw tobacco with that wood tip. The wood tip is truly the wood the tip shit. was classy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do you all freak your black and milds? I would freak every fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Any cigarette, I would be freaking it all the time. Hell yeah. God damn. You got to loosen it up. You got to loose before you goose. Got to smash. Yeah, you got to. We would just roll them, right? Like by, by using your hands, like your two hands on, on the palms. You know, my, my buddy Travis would do this sick shit in the morning. I'd be like, Travis, roll me a double wide. And he would take two Maverick menthols. One, he'd rip the filter off and then take the rolling paper and flip it around. So I'd have a 200. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was so fucking nasty. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, is that pleasant at all? In the morning, just like with a fucking Mountain Dew, just rocking a fucking <laughs> 200 cigarette. Then <laughs> you're ready for work, dogs. Come on. We're ready to go to the office. Yeah. Any, what You have four more to go, JB. Nicotine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alcohol. It's THC. Right, uh-huh. Ooh. It's nicotine, caffeine, THC, alcohol. Did I say caffeine? I didn't. Yeah. Did I? Okay. So that's four. <laughs> that's four, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's so four. Five. Yeah. Uh, probably salvia. You know, I, I was going to say salvia because I never had a bad experience. Everybody's like, oh, that drug sucked and it was such a bad experience for me. Salvia fucking rocked like the five <laughs> times I did it. This it is fucking sick. was awesome. You know, a it's lot just of, like, a trashy poor man's acid. It's great. Yeah, I did it when I was like 16. That shit was awesome. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's a lot different than acid. It's it's its own fucking thing. Fucking, uh, I knew this guy used to grow the plants in like an aquarium or whatever. And the real shit with salvia is you take the leaves and you dry them out and then you put it in your gum or whatever. And you just oh. like suck on it for like a long time. And like as it hmm. happens, it's like it's like you can make the salvia thing like last like half an hour or whatever. Holy and it's shit. never it's never like yeah. it's never like Why when you, you smoke it, you know, you yourself? go into the thing. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like a thing. Um Oh man. If you wanted to go there, that might change number five for you, dog. <laughs> See, yeah, I was say, the hard. reason why I liked it is because it was short. It was brief. Yeah. You know? It's it was just like a very intense two minutes. Right. I don't know about yeah. half an hour. I don't know about all that. Yeah, yeah. DMT is really quick too. If you ever get your, uh, your, I've never done that, but I want to. It's around sometimes. Um, yeah, uh, I heard it's awesome. 
It's but, short. Um, it's short. It's yeah. like half an hour, but it's a very like intense half an hour. And okay. You, you get okay. out of it, and you're just like, oh. I know we got a lot of keto heads, a lot of ketamine heads, a lot of a lot of people doing ketamine in New York right now. Uh, I mean, I haven't yeah, been out was, in a long time, but I was huh. doing that shit for like two weeks with my buddy, and we were just like making noise music. So I was like, nah, I got to get off this shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ketamine that is, is one of the symptoms. To noise music yeah 100 percent. definitely one of the symptoms of ketamine well, like abuse. we were jamming and everything we were doing was just awful it was just like <laughs> you know manipulated feedback and shit and we were like this shit is tight and then it was just the drugs so we were like nah 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 yeah, true. <laughs> yeah you were on to something there cam <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i went into one of the i went into like a k-hole proper one time and then got hit with something in the face that i have no idea what it was and then threw <laughs> up in somebody's drum at like a music thing years days ago it was brutal so you said you're not much of a drug guy like did you go through like a heavy drug use phase or did you just mildly experiment no yeah i mean i guess i've just i've taken you know i've done it occasionally you know okay but like i don't smoke weed like every day or uh anything like that so your last two main works you know the first one bicycle day was about you know Hoffman is uh, first trip, you know, on LSD acid. And then the second one was about, you know, mushrooms. So what is it about, you know, drugs that make you want to tell these stories? And, and in all honesty, like, uh, you know, if you're a listener that hasn't seen Brian's work, this isn't just like a, a Wikipedia comic. Like the, you make it your own fucking thing. Your pages are insane. Your artwork is takes it to a whole other level to where you almost forget the story that you're reading because you just become absorbed into what you're looking at. But um, I guess my original question was, you know, why? Why stick in this realm and why tell these stories? Why? What's so interesting about it? Yeah, for you? why is a good question. I mean, to be honest, I like uh, this book company approached me for the first one and they wanted to redo like the vice strips and uh, in a book format. And I was kind of like, nah, I don't really want to do that. And I watched this video of uh, Albert Hoffman talking about the first time he did acid and he said it was like a terrible, horrible experience for him. Like, um, he basically like had like a brutal panic attack. And I thought that was like pretty fucking, I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. So I wanted to do something, uh, talked about this before. I wanted to do something where it was like, it was all spread style. So I'd done that in like two zines and I really like doing that. And I think it's like fun and works for my shit. And I thought it would be really funny to do like a, like a limited biography on somebody with the way I draw people. Like I was like, that's completely insane. And that's probably what I should do, you know? drawing these like historical figures as like dogs or whatever so yeah i mean i just i just find this uh i find these drug histories like really interesting and like the characters behind them are pretty pretty interesting to me i don't know it's just like and i hadn't seen anybody do this yet and this was one of those like oh i i would read that if it exists so maybe i should just make that also there is like a whole thing about like uh psychedelics are like now like getting like legalized for like research purposes you know but it's still like kind of like uh it's like an in-between thing and that's like something that i think is like a good thing and that's one of the rare things i think is a good thing you know there's a a buddy of mine who basically has like dramatic brain trauma from iraq i mean i shouldn't even talk about this but it's like you know it's like that guy has benefited from stuff that they've found out recently through connections to these studies. You know, so it's like, I think it is a good thing. Could be not a good thing, but I'm betting on good thing. And, uh, you know, I just thought it would be nice to like throw my two cents into this fucking, into the pile, you know? It just kind of hit everything that I wanted to do. So I just fucking said, fuck it. 
Well, in the back matter of the books, you know, you do list some organizations and everything. So, you know, you're definitely on the side of like advocating for this stuff. And I think it's interesting too, like the micro dosing and everything like that. That's stuff that I think actually would work for people. I mean, I smoke a lot of weed because it works for me. So, you know, therapeutic drug use is something, you know, that I'm all for as well. Do you plan on staying in this subject matter, you know, for another project or are you going to move on? Yeah, no, it's it's going to be four books, I think. So I think this is like okay. what I'm going to do till I'm 40. <laughs> That's like the goal is this takes me into my 40s. And then uh, but I, I kind of do want to do like other like like the smoke signal thing, like other like more like yeah. regular comics in between, you know. So I need to start at my one for in between. I have like a plot for that. I only have a couple months to do that. So I got to get on it. But I haven't as things happen. Well, I was going to say, you could always do the uh, Doc Ellis story. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People always hit me with these, like, these... Yeah. I don't think that's, like, long enough for a book, though. <laughs> it's just, like, yeah, one baseball no, game. All, it yeah. would be sick, but it would also be, like, the same <laughs> thing happening over and over again. You just get just get Brian from Bubbles to put that out. That dude loves baseball. He does love baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really does. I didn't know about this baseball thing. Yeah, he pitched a perfect game while tripping balls. Yeah, I knew about that. <laughs> I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about Brian oh. with the baseball. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know he liked baseball. I know about Doc Ellis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, he loves baseball. The, there was like a recent issue of Bu- uh, Bubbles that was all baseball. Yeah, I got that. I got that yeah, one. Yeah. I subscribed to the Bubbles fucking uh, empire. Yeah, same I here. Got him, same I got him here. coming in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, JB, I cut you off. What were you going to say? I don't even remember anymore. It doesn't matter. Damn, JB was about to snipe my ass. <laughs> Get yeah, I was about to headshot him. <laughs> no scope, 360 his ass. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, let's That's go with the process shit. and shit. Let's, let's do that. All right, let's yeah. hit it. JB, hit me with a process yeah, yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you hold your pencil like a psychopath? Don't use a pencil. No. Really? You're straight to ink? Straight to ink, always. Wow. No shit. So, are you doing multiple drafts, or no. what's up with that? No, Just multiple one drafts. take, that's it? Wh- I use whiteout. I use Presto Jumbo oh. correction pen. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking asshole. <laughs> so, do you do any kind of thumbnailing or pre-planning at no, all? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking jokerified, just fully. Uh, that's what about amazing. like you know page layouts? Nothing like no. panel layouts. Nothing. Hell nothing. yeah, that's absolutely That's such a fucking king ass move. I have a notes. I got text edited on my computer, and I'll write out uh, like what happens in a chapter. Once here's the, here's the problem. So I do all this fucking research, and I write down everything that's cool to me in the books. You know, anything that I'm like, oh yeah, this is sick. I write, I write it down in this like text document and then try to come up with like an outline from that. Because I do like outline them, but I don't like come up with what the visuals are going to look like. Usually I think about the next page when I'm doing the page that I'm doing, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So like when you set out to do a book, because these books, uh, you know, your last two, they're very, you know, big, like what, 200 plus pages. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, you've got a project that big, how much of that are you working out in advance or are you not really working out that much in advance? Not really working out that much in advance. Except, <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Except for, yeah, and this fucked up. <laughs> except for fucking <laughs> like... Twisted. Yeah, I'll come up with like, for Bicycle Day, we had that print technique that I really wanted to use because Neon came out around the same time as LSD and it's also made in a lab, you know? Yeah. So that's why we did Neon Pantones for Bicycle Day. It's like a chemical process that makes neon inks, blah, blah, blah. 
then uh, mycelium, I wanted to use a lot of, I wanted to do the same kind of thing, but with watercolors. But then I invented a fake language for uh, the mushrooms. So those were like the big like fireworks in those books. So those I came up with beforehand and obviously like the general outline, but like I'm editing it the whole time I'm drawing it, you know, like just like mentally being like, okay, this should come after this. This is how this is, should be paced out, you know? How, like, how detailed are these outlines? Not very detailed at all. So we're talking like, like detailed a one enough page to where outline? you can sell them? <laughs> no, maybe a little bit more than that, but not. I mean, these books, you know, here's, here's the rub too. I'm not like an amazing writer. So these books aren't like, I'm trying to do like more of like a general, like, A, I want to put every fucking like, f- like weird detail from these people's lives I can think of as like a side detail, you know? And B, I just want to get like the general like the general facts of the matter, you know? I'm trying to like present this this in the most simplified like Disney way possible, you know? Hmm. So that's kind of like the goals of these books. The goals of these books are like for people that like they didn't know. You know, I'd always heard like the bicycle day story, but people told it to me wrong when they were like high, you know? So I was like it would be sick to have a book that shows exactly how it went down in like the right way. So and it was easy to understand cuz there's a whole like I have this whole other trend uh of thinking where I kind of think that like some like comics is like propaganda isn't really like a thing that's like nobody uses it for that, you know? And that's kind of like not like propaganda, but you know, like comics meant to like, uh, I don't know, be like a simple, easy to understand thing for somebody to pick up. Like that's not really something mm-hmm. I see that much of anymore. Something they did a yeah. lot like in the 30s, 40s, you know? Yeah, they're all made. Not like, not, I mean, not like in a bad way, you know? No, no, I totally get what you're saying though. They're Yeah, they're not very accessible. I no. think that's one of the main problems of the industry. Yeah, I just meant I just meant like showing like an idea simply, you know, or like telling something like really clearly for like a uh, you know, for an idea to be expressed. That's like more what I mean by that. You know? Okay. Not like yeah. I realized the term I used there was like completely insane and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I was opening myself up for the sniper. <laughs> you popped your head out too long, man. I did. I really did. Just came out and yelled for a while. <laughs> So I feel like your work is very like distinct and very you like uh, you anybody looks at your page and if they know who you are, they're gonna be like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, Brian's work. So you get a lot of, you know, commercial gigs for bands and, you know, other companies and so forth. You still seem to do your own thing with those projects. Do you get a lot of uh, creative freedom because people see it and they're like, just do your thing? Or are you actually operating under like really strict guidelines? Now, most of the time people like I've kind of built it this way to make it like easier for myself. So it's not like hell on earth. Um, So most of the time people are like, yeah, we want you to do your thing. The only annoying thing now is people people don't understand certain parts of the process. Like, I'll send somebody a sketch, and then they'll send me, like, a completed drawing and be like, I thought it was going to look like this. And I'm like, this isn't the end, dog. <laughs> this is the beginning. This is me <laughs> yeah. just explaining something to you. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty much like, I mean, I can't draw. I have done a couple things, like, anonymously. Because that's the way, like, the company wanted it or whatever. And even that, like, still looks like my stuff, but nobody's seen it or called me out on it or whatever. Like, you know, it's just like, it just exists in the world, but completely separate from me. And as far as, like, your comic work, are you, I mean, obviously you're drawing this stuff with traditional ink. Is your coloring digital? I notice there's, like, watercolor. I don't know if that's traditional or digital brushes. I do, do, yeah. I do real watercolor sometimes, but, like, most of the shit is, like, Photoshop. I got like the the big scanner, the uh, Epson 2000 XL or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I got that guy. 
And what size are you normally drawing at? Like with these books, I guess, specifically, like if you're making a comic, do you have a preferred paper size that you books are all 14 by 17. The smoke signal was all 18 by 24, like cut down to 15 by 22, I think. And uh, yeah, I like drawing bigger, but like it just takes too damn long. So I wish I could do everything at 18 by 24 because that's like the most fun size for me personally. I like it. So yeah, Bristol Hell board, yeah. you know. Are you actually, you know, doing watercolor like on a separate like piece of paper and scanning that shit in, or are you actually watercoloring your originals? No, I'll scan it in. I'll do it that way because fucking. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I use a rapidograph, uh, the the rot ring isograph guy. That's what I'm using now. And fucking like the ink with watercolor, it just kind of bleeds too much. I don't like that. Yeah, for I, sure. I know you can do that like cellophane shit or whatever. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't do that though. The light box is annoying. I have like a children's light box down here that like sucks. So fucking, <laughs> I barely use it. It's like a light tracer. Like it's just garbage. So, I guess you that, could you could try uh, waterproof ink. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, this uh. The fucking Black India ink that I use is waterproof for paper and film, but it still like bleeds with watercolor on Bristol. Really? And Bristol is just Bristol's just my fucking favorite dog. I can't like fucking I can't do anything else without it. Huh. Br- okay. Bristol is so sick. And I mean if this shit bleeds with the watercolor, like, you know, you're it's like, where else am I gonna go? I'm not gonna draw this on watercolor paper. That's insane. It's like five dollars a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> that shit sucks. So I don't know. I think it's easier if you do the shit where you like uh, you pencil and then you watercolor and then you ink on top of that. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, I suck at holding a pencil. <laughs> how do you hold your How do you hold your pen? I hold my pen like with my. Uh, let me hold it. Let's see. I haven't thought about this ever. Uh, I hold it with my index finger and my thumb. You guys got any calluses? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not as bad anymore. But yeah. Right, yeah. I always, like, mine will come back, like, if I'm drawing a book, like, I'll always get one that forms on my ring finger, mm. and then it, it'll go away, and then it comes back. Yeah, I got a permanent away. two on my drawing hand pinky. One on one side of the pinky, and the other one on the other side. It's pretty absurd. My, like, pinky on my drawing hand looks like Skeletor compared to the other one. So you, <laughs> so you do hold your pen like a psychopath? I think so, but not like, I try not to be like that hard with it. I think it's just like fucking like doing it for so long, you know? I mean, I don't have like the knurled. I've seen, I've seen like the animator style where you're like, shit is all knurled. I don't have that. Gotcha. I just have these two calluses, which I guess isn't that bad. Cam, can you think of anyone that holds their pen or pencil just like an insane person? Like I can only think of like maybe Trad Moore. Yeah, he does. They're out there, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't take out the I can't make a name off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know but Tradmore. What does Tradmore do? Uh he's mainly a Marvel guy now, right? Yeah, but he's badass. Yeah, he's one amazing. Of, he doesn't cool look like a Marvel there. artist is the thing. Which I think oh, is why cool. he's he's so good. He's not he's not in that style, uh or that house style. It's very out there. He looks like he does a lot of drugs. But he I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I'm pretty sure that motherfucker yeah, no is way. like yeah, straight yeah. edge as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to check this guy out. That sounds cool. Yeah, he did a really cool uh, Silver Surfer book that was pretty trippy. I do want to ask, you know, are you just like, you know, about your like schedule? Are you working pretty much every day or, you know, five days a week? You know, what you, do you make yourself work or is it just kind of whenever every, you feel it, like it's, it? It's every day. 
<laughs> it's every day, bro. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. So like, uh, well, you know, some people get it down to where it's like, oh, I have a family, so I'm off on the weekends, you know, and I treat it like a Monday through Friday gig. Yeah. Are no. you sitting at your drawing table like locked in 12 hours at a time? Yeah. I mean, when I'm doing the book, it's like 18 hours per day, every day. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of style. And that goes on for a very long time. And then... uh <laughs> Uh, normally though, I try to like start at like casually at like 10 and like keep it pretty mellow until like six. I go on a nice dog walk at like three or four, you know, every day Mm -hmm. and come back and then try to finish whatever I can do and then try to scan it and then color it later, you know, try to color at night so you can just lay with a, with my shitty ass laptop on my belly, like a psycho and just click. So you don't break up those processes. You do it like you'll like, you know, scan and color that page when you're done. You don't like do all the coloring at once at the end. No, fucking like when the with the book company, basically, I, I set up like an FTP for the book and I just upload the pages when they're done. Mm. And that's how it works. I mean, uh, yeah, when the with when like in the book schedule, I really try to do it to where color page is done. I mean, I draw it and then page is done and then scan and then color it at night. Like, so the whole thing is just like I'm done with one page every day. That's like the goal, you know? Yeah. Well, as far as like your execution, uh, the final product, uh, you really nail the psychedelic artist, uh, you know, shtick. Just, you know, I mean that in the most complimentary way possible. So for you to not do a lot of drugs, how is it that you have just honed in on this look so much? Like, is it just stuff you remember? Is it stuff that you've taken from other media? Like, as far as getting that look and the quote-unquote trippy aspects, like the little tricks that you're doing with, like, the color layers and then just the crazy stuff that you're drawing during, like, the sequencing of, like, you know, when the trip actually starts to kick in. Because obviously the book the books change, you know, as the trips intensify. So... What is your point of reference for that stuff? Is it just stuff that you hung on to from when you have experimented or, you know, where does that stuff come from? Yeah, a little bit of that. And it's also just like about playing like these whole books are just like playing games with myself, you know, like fucking in the bicycle day book. There was two games. I think you'll like you'll like one of these. One was I was trying to remember like, you know, uh, children's books that I've read and like could only like I had no idea where they came from or what they were. Like the couch sequence comes from a kid's book. I know I had where this family comes in, they sit on this couch and like people keep coming in and sitting on the couch and the seasons change behind it or whatever so like there's that but there's also like in the uh in the bicycle day book i was like okay i've never been to like europe like let's fucking like let's treat switzerland like amish country let's just fucking ride like that way like try to include yeah. like a bunch of like amish ass shit in there and like uh you know treat treat geography like I, this is also funny like during the trip sequence it's all australian animals because i was like you're going on a fucking trip bro it's time to hit this shit it's all australian <laughs> critters for some <laughs> fucked up reason <laughs> So it's Australian critters, Amish. It's just like, I think if you're like having fun with yourself like that, you know, it kind of like extends that vibe and then fucking just trying to like do different things visually that are like interesting to me, you know? So you're totally just trying to make it fun for yourself. Like that's not any like perp. I mean, outside of that, I mean, you're just making this shit as enjoyable for yourself as possible. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. I mean, there's so many like gags for me in these books that are just like, you know, nobody's going to give a shit. I wanted shit to bring ever. that up. Uh, <laughs> in the back of the book, you said one of the pages, I forget which one it was in, but it was drawn on Duster. Do you want to reveal to our audience which one it was? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking never tell. God damn, I'll never tell. <laughs> Oh, 
Yeah, I only did that shit one time. It was fun, but I just I could tell it was like fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I was Duster, doing it. I was like, I shouldn't be doing Duster this. Duster is the fucking devil, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds so fucking evil. It's crazy. The first yeah, your time voice I heard gets all deep voice, and shit. Yeah, it's sick. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there was a. <laughs> When I was in high school, I was like a junior. There was like a video that got passed around of me. <laughs> Stupidly, I was doing Duster, and then like I just look at the camera, and I'm like with my deep ass voice after Duster. I'm like, I'm the Terminator. I'm a butter your bread. Damn, butter why, the bread that, is nice. That, That's very yeah. Good. So that that made the rounds at my school. Uh, I was really hoping that like a teacher didn't see it. So. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'm happy uh my duster my duster time came before cell phones like that. <laughs> God damn. Duster. Duster's crazy. You do the fucking you put the, your shirt over it and you get all bandit style to like suck on the straw. <laughs> <laughs> you don't read the Office Depot logo. <laughs> damn. You know, all right, so like I do like whippets a lot and I, I you know, I have like a soft spot for inhalants, but that's mainly because you I think maybe you'll like this, uh JB. Fucking I don't know why. I think you're living in Iowa, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. So you might have some characters like this. In Newport News we had this McDonald's that was staffed with with, like Pantera fans like they all had that like shaved head style where it's like they had the like hair plug in the back you know okay. the brain tugger you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I Either do. way, they would do this sick shit where they would go into the woods after their shift at McDonald's and huff gas, and one of them would rock a Jason mask and then like chase the other ones around when they were high on gas with a fucking axe in the woods. And like, uh, I did that shit one time, and then I had to like recommit my life to Jesus. That shit was so fucked up. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I had to go to fuck. I was like, I, I gotta go back to church. This is fucking inhalants are fucked up. <laughs> Man, I, I want to. Uh, I want to read a comic about those guys. <laughs> yeah, Jesus those guys Christ. are cool. But they're also terrifying. Uh, I wonder about those guys all the time. Damn. Shout out those guys. <laughs> McDonald's was psycho. They ran it, though. They were, they were murdering it there. Whole gang. All righty. Uh, Brian, is there anything, actually, that you want to circle back around on before we get into questions? Nah. <laughs> all right. Hell yeah. All righty. <laughs> So uh, now is our uh, interactive portion of the show. Uh, you can always ask questions to us or our guests by following us on social media at Gutter Boys Pod on Instagram. Uh, we did get some listener questions for you, Brian. Uh, and uh, actually, I'll just go first. Yeah, first uh, first listener question came from Instagram user fathers underscore puka underscore shells dot exe. They asked, I want to hear that Steve Martin trying to drown himself story. Okay, yeah, I don't know where I talked about this, and this is funny because this is like referencing like another interview or whatever that like I don't know which one it is. But I told somebody this, and I don't know if this is real or not. I think it's real, so it probably is or probably isn't. Who cares? But either way. Steve Martin went on this college tour uh, at like the height of his like fame. He was doing these like abstract like college shows or whatever, but he didn't have like any stand up to do. So he'd basically like just come up with like a weird game every time he like rolled into a college town. And this one, he like he'd started a stand up set and he's like, all right, everybody follow me. And then goes out to this pool and jumps in the pool and then like sits at the bottom of the pool for a long time. And every time he like gets out of breath, he comes back up to the top and then yells i'm still alive and then sinks back to the bottom of the pool <laughs> all right so that's that's yeah. my steve martin story i don't know why this person asked for this again 
<laughs> or where it comes from. But like, that's what I got. And I don't know. I like that because I'm like, yo, that's that's what it is. That's how I feel every day, all day, every day. I want to do that to a bunch of kids one day in my life. You know, maybe at one of these comics, like con things, they can fucking put me in a pool with a brick on me and I can just fucking pop up and yell, I'm still alive. Do a David Blunt. Uh, David Blunt, David Blaine style David stunts at the Comic Con. David Blunt, that's that's a good magician name. That's like weed themed. You just make the blunt disappear in about ten minutes. Yeah, and yeah you I just mean smoke that's it. Yeah. David Blunt is fucking David Blaine, but he can't do anything. He's just like, he's <laughs> he's like too high. He's just poking himself with a pen, and it's like and it's like a red pen, and he's like, "Look at that blood!" And you're like, "Bro, what are you talking about?" That's a constantly pen, forgetting dog. what card he pulled. Yeah, he gets uh, he gets <laughs> like you know suspended in a rules. glass box and leaves for lunch. That sounds awesome. Oh, sounds man. very chill. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So David Blunt. David Blunt. All right. Next question is from David Blunt. Uh, it's from ba- Brian Baines, Instagram user. Oh hell bubbles yeah! Underscore fans. What's up, bubbles? Shout out bubbles. We all love bubbles. All right. Yeah. Uh, new new Instagram account. Follow it. Bubbles underscore yeah, fans. His old account That's got true. zipped. All right. Yep. Uh, he asked. How do you make vape juice in a bathtub at home? It's pretty easy, actually. It's very easy. Oh, you do this? I do do this, actually. I've been making my own homebrew for years now. I'm like a solid. Since I quit smoking, I didn't really quit. I just transferred to this like vape garbage. But I make my own, and I do it in a bathtub sometimes. If, if I can. Now I do it in a garage in a Home Depot bucket. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. It's fucking so laid back. So how do you do it? How do I do it? You yeah, just, that was the question. Just, How do you make it? You just got to mix these chemicals like just right, dog. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I have, like, have you ever like fucked up, made a bad batch that almost killed you or anything? No, I have. I've gotten nicotine poisoned once, but usually I use um, I use like plastic bags as like gloves, and I'll use uh, I'll do that for like the nicotine thing. Because you only use I have like a I have two gallons of a hundred milligram strength like liquid nicotine or whatever. Fuck. And that's enough to, like, kill, like, you and a lot of people. That's enough to, like, kill, like, all the gutter boys for sure. <laughs> Fucking, it's like, it's, it would be brutal, too. It would not be a nice death. So I have that, and uh, you only use, like, you know, I use these 100 milligram bo- milliliter bottles. You only use three milliliters of 100 milliliter strength in that bottle. Then you have three milligram juice, blah, blah, blah. You mix that vegetable glycerin. Fucking and uh, some flavors. I still got a couple flavors. So this is strawberry. So is the flavors like a syrup? Yeah, it's like fucking like. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just like any other vape juice. It's just like this liquid. Most of it is like 80 percent of it is fucking vegetable glycerin. Okay, so is it hmm. propylene glycol based before you add the vegetable glycerin? No, the there's you do have that in there sometimes, but that doesn't like that's not the sickest for vaping. You want like more like vegetable glycerin. Okay. Like the flavors are steeped in propylene glycol. That's where the propylene glycol. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, you know how, like, they used to do at vape shops at, like, 70-30, like, yeah. PG-VG ratio, you know? Sure, and the cloud sure. chasers would want that 100% VG flavor. <laughs> for those cloud chasers, yeah. yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Getting ready for, for the sure. vape contests. 
Absolutely. Are you a, are you a cloud artist as well, Brian? Uh, no. I mean, I do I do suck on this fucking shit all the time, and it's fucked up. <laughs> I gotta quit it, and it's like insanely hard to quit. It's been brutal. <laughs> Tried a couple times. It's crazy. That's really like the most intense drug is trying to quit because you're just like freaking the fuck out. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm gonna do that again though soon. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna end this this process of my life. But for now, I'm still I'm still smoking all the time on this are you shit. actually saving enough money to like warrant the process what do you mean they weren't quitting N- no not quitting like uh making your own vape juice like is it actually economically like better are you kidding me it's run? so much better it cost me a fucking okay. nickel to make this shit dog okay i'll make a, yeah. i'll make enough to smoke off of for like a nickel i swear to god it's like i've had this bottle of nicotine for like fucking six years now <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like insane how cheap it is. Like the only thing that costs money is like occasionally I have to buy these coils and uh, these coils are like 20 bucks and the coils last like a month. So I guess cigarettes in New York are $12 a pack. (laughs) I mean, I think I'm doing like pretty good as far as that goes. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Have you ever thought about segueing into a vape business? You know, I used to have one of those. No kidding. Are you fucking serious? I swear to God. Yeah. Were you just making shit or did you actually have a storefront? I was making shit. I didn't have a storefront. That would be so fucked up if I had a storefront. That's no, what I was thinking. Just I thought you had a No. How fucked up would that be? That would, that would really amazing. like I would really ruin you motherfuckers with that with that detail. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it failed. So now I make psychedelic books for kids. Like an idiot. <laughs> My fate business went under. The government shut me down. The, the failed, so now I'm trying to destroy them. <laughs> the failed vape shop to a comic artist pipeline, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think that's like a big pipeline. <laughs> you know, here's another thing that'll kind of like, kind of fuck you guys up. Is I I used to work. I was a lab rat for two years at like at like NIDA and Nymph and all these like medical like research things or whatever. And in one of them, they injected me with liquid nicotine, and it was awesome. It was <laughs> fucking great. It was so goddamn sick. It was fucking beautiful. How much did they inject you with? Not that much even, but like enough like pure without it like going through like, you know, it like goes through your bloodstream, you know, but it's like, it's all getting stuck like on its way in there. Right. Like having them like inject you with it is fucking crazy. It feels goddamn amazing. See, this is It feels like you're going through a rocket ship and then like fucking like angels are playing harps like when they like (laughs) do the sailing. It's so fucking nuts. Hmm. And I did that in an MRI machine. So it's like the machine's making all the sick sounds and you're just like getting lulled in, your head stuck to a, uh, they like fill up this foam pillow to like stick your head in, you know? Yeah, that shit was sick. Huh. I wonder if there was a way that you could like take rips with your ass and then it just goes straight into your bloodstream that way, if it would be anything like that. <laughs> See, I think it would be, that's the same as your mouth. Like, you know, like I know there are more blood vessels there and you can like, you can get very, very fucked up by putting like alcohol in your ass or a lot of drugs. Yeah, that's what I hear. People do caffeine enemas. Yeah, yeah. Coffee enemas. I've I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't sound good to me. Never wanted to experiment that much. (laughs) No. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's limits to everything. You want to put some stuff in your ass, Cam? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, (laughs) man. It's 2022. (laughs) Alrighty. Uh, next question on Instagram came from Instagram user XOXO underscore Grease. They said, kiss, Mary kill, not fuck, Mary kill, kiss, Mary kill, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, Heath Ledger, Joker, or Jared Leto, Joker. I'd kill all of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a if, fuck. I'm killing Jared Leto, Joker for sure. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't really like. I don't really care that much about like the Batman stuff. You know, like yeah, yeah. I haven't really seen those movies. Like I saw, I saw one when I was a kid. I worked with this guy uh, in college who, like, when Heath Ledger died, he just kept going, "Man, my dog Heath, he's dead." <laughs> like that, like all night. You know, like I worked like midnight to six a.m. at this dorm. And he just kept to like repeating, like, "Damn, he's gone. What are we gonna do?" This <laughs> is like you know that dude so What are we gonna dogs. do? He's the best fucking tattoo, that guy. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I think he did have a portrait tattoo of, like, some child. I Hell yeah. Whose child it was. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Man, Heath, how'd this happen? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right. I lived with this old man, too. Here, this is another aside about, like, people talking about death that, like, has nothing to do with them. I lived with this, at this place in Baltimore, and this, like, older guy lived behind us. And, like, when Whitney Houston died, he was like, man, Brian, like, Whitney, she's dead. And I was like, yeah, it's fucked up. And he was like, man, I knew something was wrong because I wanted to take a bath last night. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, he could have saved her life. Yeah, I know. I was just like, okay. And then he was like, man, we're going to get these Hells Angels together and we're going to fucking, we're going to go get that tub and we're going to bring it back here to Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a baby. Oh, man. It's pretty wild. So, yeah, I don't know. Both of those people, I don't think they had any connection to either of these celebrities, but there you go. They were the number one weepers at the funeral (laughs) in my life. (laughs) So, there you go. That's my Joker story. I'm sticking with it. Uh, All right. Uh, Instagram user K. Neil Celibate asked, is clothes design a different creative process than comics making, or is it all design? Nah, it's pretty much the same, except it's, uh, here's here's the trick I've been doing with making shirts is I go on eBay and I type in vintage shirt and then I type in most expensive. Like I search like (laughs) highest to lowest and I look at the results and I go, huh, okay, that's a good idea for a shirt. And that's typically how it's been working for me. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Brian, your life is basically just like one long episode of Trailer Park Boys. It's crazy. It's really like that. It's completely insane. Most expensive vintage shirt. I honestly love it because like everybody's gonna be so stoked to hear this like in depth like you know analysis of your process and it's just like no I don't pre plan shit. I uh, just look at what sells. Like it's it's smart. It's smart. smart It's not like it's not like looking at the matrix. You just like you have to think about it a little bit, you know? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this shit is like kinda easy and the way to make it the most fun is to do it like this, you know? Where it's like Mm -hmm. You do, uh, you know, with the shirts, I try to add in, like, all sorts of shit that I've wanted to draw for something else but haven't had a place for, you know, or, like, other ideas. But, like, really, like, that's how I come up with, like, the genre of, like, the shirts, you know? It's just doing that. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Alrighty, next uh, question, Instagram user and future guest. Uh, we'll work on getting this dude on the show soon, but uh, G. Davis Cathcart wrote in and asked, oh, God, I don't even know what this is about, but... I hope it rocks. Uh, what was it like to call Judge Judy mama during your small claims prank? Were you on Judge Judy? I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on YouTube? I think so, yeah. Oh, fuck. It, it, what was that? Yeah. So I guess answer the question. You got to tell us about that. What was it like? It was, it was weird. 
She was wearing mom jeans, and they do this fucked up thing when they edit the TV show where, like, you say something to Judge Judy, and she just stares at you. Like, uh, this isn't really fair because you guys haven't seen it yet, but if you watch the thing, I say, all right, mama, to Judge Judy, and then I wiggle my hands a little bit, and that happened, like, 45 seconds after I said it because she was just staring at me, and I was staring at her, and then I went, like, what's going to happen, you know? And, like, they took the, like, what's going to happen moment because then she didn't say anything back to me. She just, like, turned and continued on her Steve. On your speech. Oh. I'm the only one who hasn't said, uh, by the way, did they say it was a scam in that thing? How did they phrase that? Uh, what was it like to call Judge Judy mama okay, during so your it. small claims? Program? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm saying the whole Judge Judy thing is real and I'm going to stay with that to my dying day. Um, everybody else is fucking trying to act like none of that happened, but I'm saying it's real. So the small claims prank, like, did you go on with the real issue or did you just make this shit up? See, everybody else is saying we just made this shit up. But if everybody else is saying we just made this shit up, then they have a reason to sue us. If one person, me, Brian Bloomworth on Gutter Boys, comes out and says it's all real, everything I said on that is true, we stay good. And I'm going to continue doing this. I don't give a fuck (laughs) what these other people say. Yeah, you got you to gotta DM us the link. I got to see this shit. Yeah, I think if you type in, like, better, best, Judge Judy ending ever, the, like, actual court case is, like, pretty boring, but, like, in the closing remarks, um, we really uh, we really got some shit to say. Wow, so. so you actually are the subject of a video titled Best Judge Judy Ending Ever. That's Yeah, but I got, I got away with it because, like, my name wasn't on the TV program, too. Hell yeah. Yeah, Fucking, yeah, yeah. so listeners, uh, check that shit out and DM it to us if we haven't found it by air date. I think, I think you'll find it. Me and my buddy are both wearing, like, motorcycle jackets. <laughs> and I gave myself a haircut the night before in, like, in another hotel room sink. I gave myself a haircut, so it looked like real good. Hell yeah! I looked super sick. Coming out is hard. It rocks. Fuck. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, friend of the show, Mark Beef Jams, Mark, uh, aka <laughs> Cram Backward. Uh, uh, Mark asks, is it true that acid lasts longer if you keep it in the fridge or have I been wasting my time? I have no idea. I have to be honest with you. No clue. My brother, or sorry, uh, someone I know, <laughs> edit that out. Uh, <laughs> hell, hell yeah. Keep that in. Keep that yeah, in. Someone I know brother stays uh, in that the I picture. trust <laughs> keeps his in the freezer and is a big acid guy. So I think, I don't know. There's probably something to that. I know it. See, nicotine does, nicotine, like liquid nicotine breaks down in sunlight. And I think acid is the same where so many like chemicals will break down in sunlight. Um, so, and also like extreme heats or cold sometimes will like fuck up a chemical um, or may cause it to separate it or change it because you know a chemical is just like it's some atoms just bouncing around you know and you want to keep it Mm -hmm. if you want to keep a chemical just right you want to keep it at its proper stored temperature you know so I think yeah, freezer sure. is a little is a little cra- is maybe a little extra, but maybe not. I mean, I know uh, I think a cupboard is just fine, you know, something like that. Hell yeah! Alrighty, uh, Instagram user draw b hell. What's up, Drew? Uh, asked acid or mushrooms? Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm open to both. I don't really, you know, I'm not really a uh, one to. Uh, you know, it's not like I have like a ton and I'm like, I'm like, oh, what do I feel like today? You know, it's really just like what is happening at the time, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm down. I kind of like mushrooms more because you throw up like a lot. And I think that's cool. <laughs> 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 
I like mushrooms more too, just because uh, it it's not as like I always know that I'll probably have a decent to good trip, whereas acid, it's always just uh, luck of the draw. Huh. Bad trips are good, Cam. You got to get into that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Bad trips are sick, Cam. It's time for you to like really like feel like you're gonna die. <laughs> That's the only fun way. You got to wear the Jason mask and <laughs> go into the woods. <laughs> Come on, Cam. I'm yeah, coming man. to you. I'm coming to you tomorrow. <laughs> Doing Bad Trip City. JB I'm will just hang out in the background going, yep. <laughs> just sniping you. I've only done acid. I've never done mushrooms. So I can't I can't really say one way or the other. I did like acid, but yeah, I don't know. just never got around to it. Hey, that's fine. You know, like it's whatever you want to do. That's the way it should be. There's people, sometimes I'll have like, I don't know. I just have all these like weird drug conversations with people and I know I deserve it. I know I deserve it, <laughs> but For it's sure. like, you know, a hundred percent. I deserve it. But like, you know, it's whatever you want to do, you know, like it doesn't matter to be honest. I think, I think you're good either way. Like fucking not doing them is really sick. Not doing drugs, being sober is awesome. Uh, taking whatever you want to do is fine. I don't know. It's not like crazy. You know, all the all the advice I'm giving is like not insane. <laughs> it's all very normal. <laughs> <laughs> you right. probably shouldn't take any of it. You're going to listen to like a lot of the other stuff I've said and be like, oh, wow, not taking anything from this guy. Yeah, I don't think anybody listens to our show to learn anything. Okay, good. Thank so, God. Yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. All right. Nate Garcia Cartoons. Shout out to Nate. Oh, this is the one I've been waiting for. All right. Nate asked, Brian, what did you have for breakfast? Be honest. 27 olives. It's a good choice. No, I didn't have that. I'm Legit. lying. Fucking, I had a miso soup with like a fried egg in it. I oh. just thought, I was going to go into this whole thing about a Cornish game hen and Jello, and I just said, fuck it, I don't care. I'm going with 27 olives. <laughs> that's a very specific went, number. <laughs> I know. I think fucking, I just think that'd be a nice, that's a nice amount of olives. That's the cap. If I'm counting olives, 27 is like a sick, that's the perfect amount of olives to like, to eat in the grocery store <laughs> before you get to the cap. <laughs> before anyone notices. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wished I had 27 olives this morning, but instead I had a leftover miso soup and an egg. That was um, good. Hey, can't go wrong with miso soup. Yeah. It's a sick breakfast. It's very weird. It, it seems like you're eating a little healthier than a double uh, menthol stick in yeah. uh, Mountain Dew. So True. Glad you moved on from that. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Uh, Instagram user in front of the show, Drug Dogs, uh, asked, what is your favorite breed of dog, if any? And I'm guessing they're referring to the fact that all your characters in your comics are dogs. Mm. They look like... Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're like weird like uh you know, they're like Carl Bark style dogs, you know? They're not mm-hmm. like uh none I don't mean I have never seen a dog that looks anything like these things, you know? Like uh Right. Yeah. So fucking if we're talking real dogs, I mean I gotta go Pomeranian. I've got uh I've had one one that uh lived with me until recently he passed away and now I got a new one. I got a small Pomeranian named Banana now. Nice. How much uh, how yeah. much shit is in their eyes? Uh, you know what? He's got a lot of shit in his eyes every fucking day. Yes. Fucking, I like have to peel it out. And I have a friend, Pete, who sent me this, uh, Pete sent me this meme recently of Jesus at the door with a gun and it said, open up. I know you got a little white dog in there with shit in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know what? This is like the only relatable meme anyone's ever sent me. Like, God fucking damn it. Most of this shit is just like, what is this? Now somebody's finally like answering the good questions. So yeah, you gotta fucking, you gotta like get it out of there every day. 
And he got to brush his little ass. Uh, There's a lot of shit with a little dog. But I like him. Little uh, Pomeranians are really clever. They think they're big dogs. And he does this fucked up thing where he uh, he says hello to like all the children in the neighborhood. And it makes me feel crazy because the kids all know him and like they yell his name and run up. And I'm just like hanging out with him while he's just like he's partying with these children and they all <laughs> love him like he's a celebrity. <laughs> and I just am like, what is happening? How is this happening all the time? The parents sometimes will be like, oh, Brian, you're such a saint for dealing with this. And I'm just like, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> but, it's nice, though, too. It's nice to have, like, a little ball of uh, sunshine that you're just walking on a fucking leash attached to my belt while I'm vaping the shit I made in my bathtub. <laughs> and that's my day-to-day, typically. In between drawing, like, the same couple critters just smiling, smug as hell. Sounds like a good smiling life. smiling critters. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, for pretty, sure. it's pretty damned good. Pretty damned good for right now, for sure. All right, last question is from Instagram user Cephalopod401. Uh, they asked, favorite classic cartoons, favorite recent cartoons. Favorite class? What does class mean? Classic? Oh, classic. I guess I'm 20 years older. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, classic. Well, you know, all right. So I like George McManus bringing a father a lot. Do you guys know that? I don't See, know. this is funny. Sometimes you guys you guys are like talking about these Marvel people, and I'm like, I don't even know what the heck any of this is, you know? And now, <laughs> now I'm like... By, like the kind of comics I really like are like 20s, 30s newspaper comics, like kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And like in, half the time when I'm talking to people about that, it's just like, you know, I never talk to anybody about this. I've talked to Bubbles about it once. That's it. You know, it never comes up in conversation. So, yeah, George McManus is sick. Carl Barks, obviously, is the shit. Um, who else do I really like? Oh, Tagawasuho, for sure. I got a full set of his books. I love his work. Do you guys know that guy? He was in the... They did him in Kramer's or whatever. I love his work. Um, Shigura Sugura. I don't know how to pronounce him. He's great. Uh, Japanese manga cartoonist. Very fun. All straight to ink, too, actually, as well. Very fun oh, okay. guy. Super fun. I got a full set of his books recently off of uh, Japanese eBay. What do you call it? Yahoo Auctions. I've been waiting for this full set to come up for a while, and I got it. Hell yeah. So do you, uh, you know, before we get like just kind of putting a bow on everything, do you try to stay in a loop with what's coming out comics wise or do you just, you know, how how do you consume comics nowadays? See, no, I wish I did. I don't know how like the past like two years, unless I've like seen it on Instagram where someone's like messaged me and I've been like, oh, hey, this is like another cartoonist. I haven't seen that much stuff. And I feel like I think I know that's wrong. I know it's got to be going crazy out there right now. I mean, uh, a couple people I like are like people I knew from like the Vice days, you know, and I still like see their stuff around like Anna, Anna, ha- I, have, I don't know how to say her name. Her stuff is amazing. Anna Highfish. Uh, Le- oh, yeah, Lale yeah. is obviously amazing to me. Uh, Simon Hanselman's works great. Noel Freebert's works great. Um, shout out to other cartoonists. Uh, Pete, Pete Gamlin, my buddy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like, I guess the, like the, the Desert Island crowd, I like see their work and I'm, I'm down. But, uh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. So we, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just haven't been like, you know, uh, last two years I haven't been to anything. So I haven't seen or met anybody like new that I've been like, Oh hell yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, before we get out of here, uh, I guess we didn't talk about this during the main segment. Is there anything that you could talk about? Like just briefly, like what to expect from you coming soon? Mm, no. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Not to, <laughs> I 
I mean, I don't know what the hell I can reveal about anything ever. That's the way, uh, I mean, I'm supposed to start another book with anthology in the fall. So uh-huh. everything else has got to get wrapped up. And there's so much garbage I have to get wrapped up before, between now and then. And I don't know what I'm allowed to say about anything. Right. You know, yeah, these commercial I gotcha. gigs, I have no idea. I don't know. Besides, like, drawing the thing and giving it to them, I don't know what the hell they want from me or, like, you know, all that other stuff. You know, you just don't know. You don't know what it is. For sure. NDAs. All right. Well, uh, no, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show, Brian. Uh, where can people, you know, follow you online, you know, buy your stuff, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, I guess fucking brianbloomerth.com. Um, Anthology Editions has two books. And I guess I'm under Instagram at Pups in Trouble, which I don't know why that's my name on there, but hey, that's what it is. It is what it is. Hell yeah. So cool, you got JB, uh, JB you got one last bullet from my brain. Come on, JB. <laughs> <clears throat> no, man, I'm out. I'm out. Damn. I'm done. I'm done. Clip is emptied. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Uh, all right well that's gonna do it for this episode brian thanks again for coming on to the show and shooting the shits thanks for having me really appreciate it yeah that that judge judy story is really gonna stay with me now for a while you gotta Uh, see the you gotta see the vid oh i I will trust me no no that's gonna happen yeah as soon as we wrap this up exactly it's out there it's funny because i get away with it for a long time and then it comes back into people's consciousnesses like friends i've known for years will be like what the fuck i didn't know you did this and i'll be like yeah but who cares like it's over it's done it happened years <laughs> moving ago. on <laughs> moving on steve harvey's next yeah i may or may not be dating the girl from the from the video you know i'm trying to keep it all real i'm trying uh, to keep it all real exactly exactly so we're gonna keep it real and you listeners until next time stay gutter <laughs> <laughs>